two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not led to. Talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song. But hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of they are divided For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader It's on fire! Whole thing's on fire! All of it's on fire! A big thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song it is March 29th, 2020. My name is Zach Weber, and I am joined by the most professional of the podcast host, Zenger. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my due. I'm, I'm getting it. He's getting it, folks. Yes, this week's episode is the another one of our favorites, the April Fool's Day episode, where we go a little bit outside the Star Wars corral, and we talk about some things that are tangentially relevant to Star Wars, but not directly connected to it. And obviously, by the title of this week's episode, you will not know what we're talking about until this very moment. So, Zenger, would you like to inform our lovely audience at home as to what we'll be discussing April Fool's Day 2020? To be honest, this is, this is actually going to be an actual topic, but I guess it's April Fool's and the fact of what it's kind of based around. So we're going to be discussing the, the long-awaited and long-overdue episode of um, of the show where we talk about Harry Potter and, I guess, the crimes of Grindelwald yes. vaguely. So, yes. So that's, that's kind of where this is going. Um, and I guess we should kind of go over our knowledge of Harry Potter just... Just so that, like, and, and by the way, like, the research for this is non-existent, so I will say this. I have read all the books a few times. I've seen the movies multiple times. I am definitely more of a Star Wars expert than I am a Harry Potter expert. So with no pre-up to this, I'm going to do the best I can. So if I get anything wrong, I am sorry. But as Star Wars fans, I don't know if you guys would even know. I don't know. I don't know that... <laughs> That that Venn diagram of Star Wars and Harry Potter fans, how much that overlaps. So, so yeah. So that's my background, Zach. What is yours? Well, I guess an even further peek behind the curtain was that for this week's episode, we actually had an entire like fake rumors episode planned, and then half of our guests, or technically half of our hosts, dropped out. As we were supposed to start recording, um, Force Ghost Jim, of course, uh, he is one with the Force, so it's really hard getting in tune with him. Apparently, he didn't pay his phone bill. And McClunky, well, I guess she finally— Got McClunky. Um, yeah, she got McClunky. She's in the bar at Mos Eisley with uh, not Han Solo now. That's how long she's been there. So, um, But no, so that was kind of the original plan for this April Fool's Day, and Zenger and I kind of had to do a uh, quick riff and figure out what we were going to do that didn't involve that because we actually— uh, Put some thought into it. We didn't want to kind of half-ass it to the two of us. Uh, but no, when it comes to uh, Harry Potter, I've been wanting to do this forever. If you've listened to the Zengness episode on Fantastic Beaks, Beast, oops, I've lost them. <laughs> you know how much I've been wanting to talk to Zenger and Ellie about the crimes of Grindelwald. And I finally get to live out that passion. I finally get to live it out. So uh, to answer Zenger's question, I, I've never been the biggest Harry Potter fan. I've seen all the movies, never read any of the books. I think I have every single one of the books except for deathly hollows i i'm not counting like the the screenplays of the fantastic I, beast films 
I have not read the Fantastic Beast, nor have I read the Cursed Child. I have read the books oh, oh, and accept oh. the books as what they oh, are. Oh, I'm so glad well, you reminded me. Yes, we'll get I into re- the weirdness of like other stuff and whether I certain franchises. Cursed, I read Cursed Child. Yes, I forgot about that. Thank you for yes, I did read Cursed Child, and I and based on the Zeng this. Episodes or year-long series of Harry Potter this is going to be a hot take. I loved Cursed Child. It's I don't remember dumbest, anything about it, but I loved it. Thing in the world. I, I loved it. If it wasn't it, for the fact that like the tickets are like a thousand dollars a piece, I would have seen. Oh, it's actually real quick. Quick story about Cursed Child. Um, because I live in New York, I wanted to go see the Broadway play, so I typed it in to see how much tickets would cost, and like nosebleed tickets are like a thousand dollars a piece, and I said um, very eloquently, "F that." And then I'm not joking for the next six months. All I got was ads on Facebook and Instagram telling me how I should go see the Harry Potter play. And I said, maybe lower the price by like three quarters and I'll actually go. But yeah, I, uh, I love that book. I love it. I, I have refused to read because I just don't have any interest in it. I know a lot of the plot stuff and I just feel like it is the, like it's fan fiction. Okay. So I, I guess we're going to pull away a curtain real quick of another thing I've wanted to discuss for a while. And I think Zach's a pretty good foil for this. Is there a point where a creator should stop creating in the world they have? And I know that I, I know that the cursed child is technically not JK Rowling's, but also kind of is, but kind of isn't. But she has also pointed out multiple times stuff that she'd like to change, stuff that she wished she had done differently, kind of filling in blanks. Whereas George Lucas has multiple times just instead of filling in blanks, just reshot movies and reshot scenes the way he felt they should originally have been done. Both of these people should have their hands smacked at certain points to be like, no, you need to stop. <laughs> um, so so we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of the issues that, that, that the books and stuff have brought up. And I mean that – that the that JK has brought up and I guess kind of vague comparison to Star Wars because because Lucas did a lot of weird stuff at certain points. Yeah, uh, I I'll get more into my thoughts on this later on. Like you said, like we're not going to harp too much on that like right now. But I don't I don't think so. Like I would rather like I would infinite like that's it. Real makes fun of JK Rowling for being like insane and she just like tweets random like bizarre facts about the God. Water I got water. a whole list of them in front of me. He does, folks. When I was taking my bathroom break, he made sure he did the research on that. He was not going to half-ass that part of this discussion. But I guess to answer your question, Zenger, I would rather have J.K. going insane than have like a multi-million-dollar, multinational, soulless corporation make these decisions by committee. I would rather have her and like a handful of people that are her confidants, advisors, collaborators. Like okay, I would rather have George Lucas and Rick McCollum make decisions about Star Wars than a committee of High Republic writers. They're writing Star Wars without the wars. I would rather have like a group of insane people than a committee of people who just don't care. True. I I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Like I said, I know that this got brought up on the one of the episodes of Zingness. Where we had somebody um, on who was a creator of content, uh, uh, did artwork for comics and stuff. We asked him, like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, it's their content. They can kind of do whatever they want with it. 
Whereas my stern stance was, okay, eventually we need to take this stuff away from these people. They're, they are volatile at, at, at the least, especially rolling. I don't think Lucas had, does Lucas have Twitter? No. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, I was no, about to say no Lucas Wi-Fi doesn't food court. I was about to say Lucas isn't on Twitter and have somebody immediately point out. I'll be like, where has this been all my life? But like Lucas must have been online in like the 2000s and even like the late like 1999 because like he heard the fan criticism. So he yeah. must have dabbled in it, like obviously anonymously, but he must have read enough of it that it broke him to a certain point. I see here's the thing I I have this overwhelming fear and I know this is something I probably should explain at the end but I'll just talk about it now I have this overwhelming fear of rolling going and rewriting the books like straight up rewriting the books and making it to where it's like this is like she special editions her books and then changes yeah. the stuff she needs to. And I'm like, that's just too far, in my opinion. Yes, the older books will be there. Yes, I can still go read, listen, whatever. But then you're going to have this weird... Then Harry Potter arguments are going to become just as bad as Star Wars arguments. They're still both terrible. It's just, then you're going to have the, wow, are you talking about before or after the, the, um, the magical editions of the books? <laughs> I like that the magical editions. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to think of the, the I was trying to think of something more corny and I just was like, no, just just go with that. Just go with that. I, I think before she rewrites the books, they'll make a uh, they'll they'll do what, what Amazon's doing right now with Lord of the Rings, where they're making it into like a TV series. I would actually love that because um since I have recently re-audiobooked the books um, there's a lot of stuff the movies, of course, have to cut out for time reasons. I would like to see them be able to stretch their legs a little more with some of the stuff because, like, yeah, you're you're taking what essentially is like 18 hour book and having to boil it down to two out two hours sometimes. So of course there's going to be content missing and everything. But there's a lot of stuff they did cut out that was kind of essential in the end, or they just briefed over real quick. So it would have a nice would be nice to have more time with these characters, but who knows I where I'm going to get that. And the casting was so well done originally that it would be hard to recast or to have those people re. Um, I I don't think that matters. I I don't think I don't think that's an issue. I think I could see her rewriting the books as like like a marketing campaign. Okay, as part of like a whole like new age of Harry Potter. Because remember, we're also at the point now, Zanger, where like people like you and I who grew up with this, like obviously you're older than I am, but like you were you were obviously not an adult when this all started, like the movies. Hmm. And I think we're at a point now, or we're almost at the tail end of any like, like kids that grew up with the original, like the last movie, like Deathly Hallows Part Two, are old enough now to have their own kids. Because think yeah. about it, like if if you were like 14 when Deathly Hallows Part Two came out. There, again, you're you're almost 23. So like there's a possibility that you have your own kids. So like I could sit there very much in five years, see her not rewriting the book series, but kind of like Death you said. Hollow's book came out in 2007. Yeah. Um, where is the movie? Eleven. 2010 okay. 11. 
And I think I could see her, re, like you said, doing a magical edition, quote unquote, of the books, and then taking that new revised version of the books and giving it to, not giving it to, but like, because uh, JK has always been in bed with Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and, their, and their new streaming service is HBO Max, which I think debuts in May. So I could very well see in like maybe a few years, HBO Max is like big thing is like, okay, we're going to have the new Harry Potters. And I think a lot of that will be contingent on if that Amazon Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings thing works, which I think has like a budget of like half a half a billion dollars. Only, if, yeah, only. I think if that is success, that's only a matter of time until we get a a redo of Harry Potter because it's it's like everything else. Like Disney's at one point is going to remake Star Wars. They're going to remake all their films. Nothing is sacred. Um. Yeah, I, I think you're on to something with that. And I think that's how she'll do it. She'll flesh out the or, books even further. Or what she could do is if they do, she could be the head writer or whatever or on this and then give the, oh, well, this is the definitive version of it. And she could do all of her adjustments and changes. Yes, exactly. In the movie and everything. So that could be the, instead of her having to go back and rewrite it. So then you have some books that have like one word different or something. You could have this series that 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 is her quote unquote, like, true interpretation and then definitive. that definitive yeah, version. The, the, yeah her definitive version which like i said it'd be interesting but if she makes some of the changes like i'm going to probably go over at certain points in here the level of crazy she has put into this is just like you need to just stop now please so okay so yeah and, and then then that's and that's the other thing me, me and ellie have an ongoing argument of um actually here's a great example one Zach, who should have who should have Hermione ended up with? Even though I feel like asking this question is sexist and hateful, but <laughs> but it's one of those things that everyone because she's apparently at some point in time. I'm trying to find when it was, but she pointed out that she should have had them together. Yeah, I, I know. Certain, I've read yeah. that forever. Um, I I okay. The easy answer is I don't care. The answer okay. that I personally prefer, I would have liked to have seen Harry end up with Luna and seen Neville end up with Ginny. I think I, I never cared about the Ron Hermione romance. That was never a thing that like it, it felt forced because like we all like I only experienced these stories through the movie. So like I knew the everything. Book that happened. set it up a little bit better. Sure. Like, I knew it was coming. Like ever since yeah. 2007 when Deathly Hallows Part Two, the book came out, I was yeah. aware of that. Um, I never bothered me. The book set it up actually. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. The book set up actually a little bit before that. They kind of hint at stuff, and it's kind of one of those things where the pieces fall in place. So then, if you then went back and it's like, oh, she was actually into it. Just it does. Sorry, continue, continue, Zach. I am sorry. (laughs) That's fine, Zach. Get out of your system. Um, yeah, I always, I always liked the idea of Harry and Luna because I think they had more in common. I, I just, I think. Like they made Luna a little too like eccentric in the movies. Like they made like and not by eccentric. I know she's just being a eccentric character in the books, mm-hmm. but just like the the actress they cast and just like yeah. how they have her doing her stuff. She's a she's a little too far in that world. I'm sorry, a little too far in that direction. Um, but yeah, I, I always just thought Luna would make a better one because she's the, like, I, God, what's what movie or book is it when they're walking to the to the castle and for the first time he sees the. Um, the what draws the carriages like the horses you can only see if you've seen somebody die in front of you. Which, uh, which book is that? Order the Phoenix. Okay. I'm ever since that, ever since that moment, ever since that moment, I always liked the two of them together. The fact they actually had like some connection that, like, again, the Ginny thing just always seemed forced to me more so here's, than like Ron Hermione. 
here's the thing with the with why I am on board still with the Jenny and Harry thing. It's because it's set up better in the book. Once again, it has more room to breathe. Also, it gets him in with the like he becomes part of the Weasley family. Oh yeah, so that's something to where yeah, it's it. It, it's the payoff of like it's he. So the way it's written is he constantly is always loving being part of that family and being involved with that family and everything. So the fact that he's able to be like married into it is something that is very touching, in my opinion. Okay. Um, the Hermione and Ron relationship, I just feel like they, they go because Ellie's like they're complete opposites. They drive each other up the wall. And there is a tweet somewhere I'll get to if I ever go over the Twitter stuff where she points out, and I think in Cursed Child it's pointed out they have marriage issues. But I'm like, it. They just work so well together as a couple. Like, for the level of incompetence she is, I mean, for the level of incompetence Ron is, Hermione is that excellent at everything. And they kind of, they, they're they the yin to each other's yang. And I like that. And I just feel like having her end up with Harry is just robbing. It's just like, what, Ron just sits there with nobody just going, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Rupert, yeah. great face everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know what you're getting at. Like that's what I mean. Like I think it works. I think it was the right decision she made at the time when she planned all this out. Again, but that's the thing though. Is like you don't know how much she's gonna go back and tweak things. Like I know, like everybody got mad when she made Hermione what African American in the uh, in Cursed Child, and there uh, was like a actually, minor. Backlash. I have, I have a um thing about oh, that in okay. here where she put a tweet out there about that. I I wasn't gonna bring it up unless you did, but um. It's on one of the lists. She um, confirms that Hermione wasn't necessarily white. Canon and in the books, I can definitely I'll I'll, I'll verify my recent rereading of them. Uh, brown eyes, frizzy hair, very clever. White skin was never specified. I... Rowling loves black Hermione. Yeah, but like I remember, like when that became a thing, like how many years ago? And I know there's past like in. I think it's almost in every single book the way she's written, like not just like, like she, how she, it's, she, it's 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 inferred. Good. No, I was uh, it, you were going to say it's inferred. Uh, the other thing is it's mentioned on multiple occasions that like she's like sitting there behind a book and you can like they can see her getting red in the face or that yes, she becomes yes. like flush and stuff like that. Not saying that someone of um, darker skin can't have that happen, but. It's something. It's it's a very descriptive thing in the book. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. The books are vague, but at the same time, I. But my it thing is that, like, really I, matter to me. To be well, honest. it's it's the idea that like, again, it goes back to woke culture, and if you want to write an African American character, like create a new African American character from the world of Harry Potter. Like there, there's like, plenty you, of them in the books, and that and that's but, the other reason I don't like that she. That because she make a lot of the descriptions of the other characters point out when it's like someone who is of Asian descent or someone who is, you know, they she she makes sure to point out their features and everything. And since there's a lack of that for Hermione, I'm like, I always just assume by the descriptions, by the stuff like that, that she was. Well, but but part of. But part Anglican. of it, it's but that doesn't that doesn't okay again. This is the thing that bothers me about J.K. Rowling is that like if that's how she not how she didn't see um, Hermione Granger, they shouldn't have cast Emma uh, Emma Watson because J.K. had her hand. Like, she was not even like elbows deep. She was in the pie when they were making all those movies. Oh Every yeah, single because one um, what's his should, name? 
knew like Snape's like whole reveal and everything. Sure, but I mean like on every single again, like it goes back to even my theme park knowledge and stuff. That like JK loves being involved with every single step of this stuff. Like even going to like this the when when Disney approached her for like doing Harry Potter stuff at Disney World, like obviously she was she was thrilled that Disney was approaching her. And they eventually were to give her a little corner, like in the Magic Kingdom, you get like two two like Dumbo spinners and like one dark ride, and that was it. And like she's like, Okay, so what are you doing? And they're like, Honey, we're Disney. Go away, please. Like, we'll write you a check. Now you go away. And she was infuriated by that sort of just like kind of condescension. And she pulled she pulled the license from from Disney and she went right to right to Universal with it. And Universal basically basically told her, Do whatever you want. You, like, like you're in charge. Like we'll do everything we can to bring your vision to life. And that's why when she says things like, oh, Hermione was never supposed to be white. I'm like, then why did you cast Emma Watson? Like, you obviously got to choose. You got to choose. When they, like, narrowed, like, the casting directors narrowed it down to, like, a dozen girls. She could have very easily put the kibosh on it then. It's a retroactive decision. If she wants to retroactively change the character, she has every right to do that as the creator. I don't agree with it on a creative level, but she has the right to. But my thing is, that, like, if you're going to try to be woke, then... Like they should have made Newt Scamander an African American character. Like if you want to make a new African American protagonist in your world, go for it. I have no problem with that. Like, but like do it organically. Don't retroactively change something that that was never. You were designed. vague about to begin with. But it wasn't that's thing, it wasn't vague. Like, I remember reading an article at the time where like somebody went through like every single one of the Harry Potter books and they gave like every single time, like it was clearly Af- uh, Hermione was Caucasian. And it was like, oh, like the wind bristled against her cheeks and left like the, the like the 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 darkest of pink marks. And I'm like, like it's like, come on, like clearly, the, and, and there's there's examples in every single one of the books. There so is. Even if she, and even if she like maybe she was slowly changing her mind over the course of the series, I'd be like, oh, okay, like it maybe it diminished or completely disappeared by like maybe like book five or six. I'd be like, okay, like she was changing her mind. That's fine. Um, not fine. It's it's her right to, and. Yet, no. And that's the thing. But, like, it, what she should have said was, and this is the part, again, it's funny how these creatives don't know how to talk to their fans. She should have just been like, oh, the reason why we casted African-American actress in the stage plays, because, like, whoever the actress's name was, her name escaped. I don't know any of the actors from the stage play. It's like, so-and-so actress really brings this incarnation of the character to life. And just be like, okay. Cool. Like, Done. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And that's I all have that no, pro- no, one, no one should have a problem with that. That's great. But it's the thing that, like, telling people, like, oh, these characters you grew up with through, like, your entire life, this isn't the way how I, this is the way it was, it's, it's not how you see it, because I'm retroactively trying to be progressive. And again, if you want to do that, that's fine. Like, if you want to, like, do, like, Back to the Future Part 2 it, and be like, oh, like, there was this really important character in the background that you never knew about until, like, I'm writing book nine, that, or book eight, that's going to explain all this stuff. Like, then, if you want to do that as well, that's fine. But you can't just change things like after the fact. It's kind of like the thing that Star Wars does that like, again, I don't care. But I find it kind of just odd that like in all the movies, you never saw any female Imperials. You never saw any like female like like uh, X-Wing pilots. I know there's I know there's one in Return of the Jedi. But I love how like there's, now they re- there's oh, one in the movie in Return of the Jedi. There's one. I think they dubbed her voice. They dubbed the actress's voice over with a male actor. Hmm. I think I could be wrong, but I think that's the case. I though. know there's one in Rogue One. 
Oh, I'm talking about there's a few female characters in well the original the original trilogy. That's Rogue One is Disney retroactively trying to make everybody happy. Um, But no, like like even like uh, the Battle of Yavin when you see the two X wings and the Y wing and the Millennium Falcon fly away from the Death Star. The Y the Y wing is a female pilot, and it's like, well, why don't we see her? Well, because we she was there. We just didn't know it this whole time. Yeah, that's that that that's a canon thing or something that she has like something to do with like. She helps out Leia or something later. Of course, of course. I cannot remember the character's name, but it, it's it's a ton of um, stuff that that character goes on to do for like no apparent reason other than oh, here's a place we could put a canon character in and and hopefully I no know. It's, it. Well, that's the thing though is that like you're just you're doing it to make a very specific part of the fan community happy, and that's again if they, it's their right, they own it, they can do whatever they want. I'm not condoning or condemning it. I just think it's odd that we're retroactively changing things. Like if if rebel um like I can know what rebels did. Like there was like female officers and stuff and stormtroopers and rebels when it came to the empire, and that's fine. Like if they want to add that stuff in like a new content during that time period, I have no problem with it. It's the we're just adding things retroactively because we can. And it's like if you want to do that, then insert uh, film insert shots and have female pilots during the Battle of Yavin. Like go get Luke, go to Lucas, say we want to change your film, much like the 15 times you've changed it already. And we want to insert shots of rebel pi- uh, rebel female pilots and uh, female Imperial uh, officers and stormtroopers. Do that. Then. Well, I know they, the they first- really commit to it. I know the first order has female troopers. Sure, no, it's like I, said, I mean, but but that's not but that's not like the point that bothers me. It's the it's the again. I don't care if they want to put all the women they want. That's that's their prerogative. I have no problem with it. It's the fact of you're changing things, like you're just saying things that really like that were never there, just to get brownie points with a very specific portion of the audience and that's the thing that like like going to jk or what disney does with like like female the, the female uh, the woman rebel pilot in in the battle of yavin uh it's the idea of like is changing that gonna make anybody who wasn't a really already like interested in this go and look at it like it has somebody watched star wars the original and been like eh and then like a couple years later like oh that y-wing there was a female pilot there. Oh, I think I like it now. And you're telling me somebody who grew up with Harry Potter their entire lives. It was kind of like, eh, it's okay. Here, that oh, Hermione could have been black. You know what? Now I like it. Like, that. That's it's not appeasing anybody. Like, it's just, it's there so somebody can pat themselves on the back. And I think that's what it is. It's just, it's a creative choice to stroke yourself. I don't, I don't think that's... You shouldn't be doing that with things that already exist. If you want to do that with new things, go for it. But I do not think retroactive changes that don't impact anybody that don't impact the actual media, never mind the audience's enjoyment of it. Like I think Rogue One's like explanation as to why there was no um like like a female pilot makes perfect sense. Like, oh, they were part of Blue Squadron and Blue Squadron got wiped out due to the Battle of Scarif. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. It was also kind of pointing out that the rebels that attacked the Death Star were like, cut, just got back from like another battle they were just in. So they weren't at like even their full strength. They just had like, I mean, heck, they gave some kid that said, I can pilot a, a ship, a ship without any prerequisites. Pretty much. <laughs> like, straight, okay. If I know that we discussed the whole Luke, what happened to Luke's X Wing, which is something no one ever thought about nor cared about. But my oh, yeah. bigger question is, 
some guy just runs in and goes, hey, I can pilot a ship, and what do you do? You just throw my helmet and go, yeah, there's one in the back there. Go ahead and take it. Whatever. Yeah, that's, and like I said, that's, and that was, again, that's also to show just how scrappy the Rebel Alliance was. The fact that, like, they, like, I think it's even the thing still, like, in the, like, pre-Episode 9 content was that, like, getting equipment in ships was never hard. It was getting actual competent people to fly those ships. That was the issue. Like, we're, like, equipment was, like, what's the word? Yeah, getting equipment was never the thing. It was, like, it was hard finding good people. Because the moment you got good people, something happened to them. Either they got blown up or they got killed. And, but, yeah. I, get, I know what you're getting at, Sanger. Uh, actually, fun... Funny enough, um, I recently did the audiobook for Ahsoka, and I do have to take my thing back. They are worth it because they actually use authentic sounds, music, and stuff like that. So it, it is it is really cool, so the, the price tag on them is kind of worth it. The other reason I want to point this out is because it does at one point discuss, and this takes place like a year after the Imperials take over in uh, Order 66, and it's mentioned that they have A-Wings that the rebels do because they're already the rebels are starting to form and they're pointing out that like, um, Oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. Um, Yeah. Or Organa is trying to recruit people, but he doesn't just want to recruit people that want to, he wants people because they, they point out that the empire has numbers. He doesn't, he wants the better quality. He wants better quality people that like are going to be able to be trained and be better than just throwing, like just a suit on somebody and tell them to get out there and blast people because it's pointed out that the Imperials at that time were like they were start they had started phasing out clone troopers and you could definitely tell the difference apparently between mm-hmm. clone trooper stormtroopers and like new recruits. Mm. So I don't know. I, like I, I said, there, there's more to it than that. I just remember that that was something that they pointed out that they. That they wanted more quality of people and everything, so that's why, like, like you said, they had equipment. They just didn't have the people to be able to put in them because I don't think they were just, even though that contradicts it, because they just, like I said, just some kid wandered in and said, "I can fly an X-wing." <laughs> hey, to be fair, Big Starklighter did vouch for him. I I guess that works. Also, with with some more retroactive stuff on the Harry Potter side, apparently Uncle Vernon is pro Brexit. Because that's something that was brought up in the books and is relevant. <laughs> oh God, I, I'm gonna so go ham- over go, go over these so, lists. That that is so ham-fisted social commentary, though. That is so ham-fisted. Um, like, I, guess, I, I, guess I guess that's. I guess that's maybe that is one of the benefits to having Disney control this, like. Is that like a multi like a multi billion dollar multinational corporation would be afraid of being that explicit? And so, like you know, yes, obviously Star Star Wars can't comment on Brexit, but that's one thing I do have to you say. Is that D- Disney, yeah, I guess they could. Well, that's the weird thing too about Star Wars. That like Star Wars, like I know I know there's a, there's a subset of the fandom that's convinced that Star Wars is so like vehemently political, and I like I get it. Like when it comes to just like fascism bad freedom good like i get it on that level but the people that like extrapolate star wars down to like partisan politics of like the contemporary era i don't get that at all like the people that were saying that rogue one was a rebuff of the trump administration and i never understood that because trump wasn't even inaugurated yet by the time that rogue one was released and the film was already essentially in the can by his election um 
Well, it's the I, same thing as people that like are um, to to make another book reference for you know everyone sitting there waiting for us to talk about books some more. Uh, it's the same people that claim that Tolkien was um, that the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings trilogies were like an allegory for World War Two, and it's like yeah, if you twist and do a few things, I can see where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's he he claimed no. And I'm kind of like, I've read those and I can see where people are coming from, but it's not like a point by point. And yeah, Star Wars is probably the same thing. It's like, yeah, if you want to twist and do a few things, you can be like, oh, this is totally talking about modern day politics. Although I I don't remember any of our leaders ever jumping into the middle of the Senate and chucking chairs at each other. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That's that's the sort of stuff we need to see on C-SPAN. Yes. Yes, I would watch C-SPAN. <laughs> and it would be the most subtle thing in the world. Like you just have C-SPAN on. There's all of a sudden you see there's a chair whipped by, person still talking as this like battles going on in the background. It'd be the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. Um, but I guess getting back to like um, like Harry Potter stuff, Dumbledore being gay. That's fine. Like that's one yeah, that like, it, doesn't bother me. Like that's like I, mean, I remember when that was like a, I remember when she revealed that like like God like over ten years ago. I remember everybody being like, <gasps> and I'm like, like sure, like like Dumbledore's sexuality I don't think is relevant in the original it's Harry Potter. Never series. ever brought up in the books. It's never. It's that's it's not what his character was. It's men- men- okay. It's mentioned with the whole like him in um. Him and, oh my gosh, um, yeah, Grindelwald having, like, they were very close to each other and everything like that, but it was never, like, straight out, he's gay, and it it, do, it doesn't do anything for the character, in my opinion. It's, it's, if he's, if he is gay, it's fine. If he isn't, it's, it doesn't change the character for me. The character's fine either way. I don't care. It's one of those things I, I mean, her, her adding that was, like, for I feel shock value back. That, that was one of the first big ones, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh. Okay. And then she's like, I gotta go. I gotta get more crazy with these. These aren't affecting people anymore. <laughs> Had to up the ante a little. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I, again, no problem with it. I, as Zenger knows, I absolutely love uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I, I, I'm super excited to that third film whenever we get it. I any I, mention of it anywhere. Nah, I think that got, sh- it's, it started production or was about to got shut down and it got caught in all this Corona apocalypse nonsense. Um, yeah, that's, I think it's, it's, it's happening. It's just that they're, they're not after the, how that one didn't do as well at the box office, they had to kind of delay it and figure out, okay, we have to kind of reboot this, th- not reboot it, but like kind of like reconfigure, like how we're going to attack this going forward. Um, yeah, but like the, the, the Grindelwald, oh God, Dumbledore thing. I almost said Gandalf. Um, <laughs> they were, they, they, that, that doesn't bother me. I really kind of like, I'm excited for more like Johnny Depp, Jude law nonsense. Like I, I want that. Like I, I'm excited for that. Cause that's like, okay. That's the thing when it comes to like, like, I think I've hinted at it before on here, but like, I am like more conservative minded, but when it comes to art and media, I've got no problem with exploring these sort of things. Like that's where I, like if you have a great story to tell, and it has that as a component, go for it. I want to see it. And especially if you can make it compelling. Make it a compelling romance, or what's the word, uh, uh, what's the word, I don't want to say jar, that's not the right word, but kind of like bitter lovers, or ex-lovers, like mm-hmm. Jude Law and Johnny Depp, 
and, and Johnny Depp with like his weird like like hairdo. I'm 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 on board. Like I am a hundred percent on board. No, I mean, I, like I said, in the books it's mentioned, and like I said, that that was one that I remember when it happened. Everyone was like, <gasps> and I was like, I, I just don't care. I'm trying to find other stuff that that was like shocking. Apparently, one of the things is Hogwarts is tuition free, which I Why kind not? of assumed it was. <laughs> like, like it's one of those what moments because I mean, it's never tuition is never mentioned in the books at all, to the best of my knowledge. That's all. I was like, it's not oh. relevant. Cause it's not yeah. relevant. And, and and no offense to the to the Weasley family, but due to their financial situation, there's no way they could have sent every one of their kids there. And I'm, I'm we're, just saying, but were, yeah. but were the books free, Sanger? No, the books were not. They did have to pay for the books. That that is pointed out. The books <laughs> they got had to be paid for, Jeez. or you get them secondhand, or you could just pick one up at the school like Harry had to do, and that is the whole premise for Half Blood Prince. Da 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 da. da. Yeah, that, that's the thing that, like, I don't know. I've always wondered this. Like, who's following in whose footsteps when it comes to, like, Star Wars and Harry Potter? Like, I've always felt that, like, Harry Potter, I'm sorry, Star Wars was the one leading the example because clearly the Fantastic B series is JK's prequels, right? Like, that's yeah. like the. And I don't just mean that in the sense of, like, because the Fantastic B series are prequel stories to harry potter i don't mean like in a literal sense i mean just more like in the steps of their like george lucas george lucas's career and jk's career you have these two people that create this immensely popular entertainment franchise that became successful behind beyond their wildest dreams and then after like 10 years of sitting on their hands they're like oh my bank account doesn't have as many zeros or my name doesn't show up in the headlines as much as I would like. So I need to go back to the drawing board and figure something else out to make me relevant again. Oh, also I did find out the third film is set to be released in November of 2021. Yeah. But that probably will be delayed because based on everything that's currently happening in the world. Uh, it said that the third film will begin filming in February of 2020. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's fair to say we will not be getting like, OK, Zanger, what's going to be the title of Fantastic Beast number three? The Great War. No way. It's <laughs> set during the 30s. And there's, what, like, and there's supposed to be another the Great one. Depression. The Great Depression, then uh, Fantastic Beast. No, wait, 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 wait. Is it going to be set during the 30s? According to this, it's OK. According to because, what I'm wait, wait, finding wait, wait, on Wikipedia. Pause, Harry Potter question for you because I unless I'm wrong I remember her saying that the fifth because there's supposed to be five Fantastic Beast films right I think so okay fine for the sake of the argument we'll just we'll buy that as the premise she's always said that like the final Grindelwald Dumbledore conflict is in 1945 right I'm looking up something I got a timeline for the movies when's the first um, one take place uh, Fantastic Beast. Oops, I, I'm Fantastic Beast. Oops, I lost them. Takes place in 1926. Okay. The following year, Fantastic Beast. Uh, the crimes of this movie takes place in uh, 1927. Uh, the Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah, so it just takes place the next year. Oh. The Harry Potter series takes place from 1991 to 1998. Oh. And that is supported in the. Books, not the movies per se. Mm. So, 
Because because I, I knew from the books that the that it took place in the nineties because of some references and other stuff. I'm trying to find like a complete like timeline for the Wizarding World to see because I'm trying to remember because that is a good question on when their battle took place because if I remember correctly, um, the World Wars were like at the same time they were going on there were like the yeah. Magical wars as well. Yeah, the first Wizarding War. Yeah, and then yeah, and everything. So there, so there was that and whatnot. But I feel like it took place like they, they World War Two and um and the Great Wizarding War kind of co- coincided with each other. Yeah, that's what I figured. Because that's the thing they both they both like crescendo in 1945. So it's according to this, it says that it will take place in the 1930s, which isn't too far off from the years that it was given. Um, the speculated locations are Berlin, Germany, and Brazil. Yeah. So I have no clue with the connection there with any of this. Um, I, I I feel like they will build up to the fifth film being the, I guess the fourth and fifth film being the actual war one. Mm-hmm. But well, this, this, this is just more set. I think that the, this one will be more set up again. Sure, because this is why I have to ask Zenger, and this is the part where, like, I'm, I've been dying to talk to him about this ever since November of 2018. Zenger, what I know you did an episode with Ellie on Zeng this, but tell our audience at home what is your opinion on Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald? So, I am legitimately trying to remember stuff about that movie, and but yes, like, you what? are correct, Zach. It was 1945 <laughs> that they dueled. Yes, yes. <laughs> validation I felt like that movie was moving at a weird pace to where I know Harry Potter and I felt I was having trouble following the logic following what was going on I felt like the movie needed to have not subtitles but just context clues to what it, it just felt like the movie they were just trying to exposition so quickly that you were just getting lost in what the heck was going on half the time. It was a very, very confusing movie, to say the least. I mean, th- just in my opinion. That's the thing is that like I remember because I know like when I like I like when I saw Fantastic Beasts. Oops, I lost them in 2016. I remember just being so confused throughout most of it, and especially the ending, spoiler alert for a movie that's three years old, is that at the very end when they rip off Colin Farrell's mask, and it's like, oh my god, it's Johnny Depp. I remember never being so delight like being so delighted and, and being confused. You were so excited about that. I love that moment because I sat in the theater and I'm like, is that Johnny Depp? I'm like, is that really Johnny Depp? I'm like, where's it's like, what happened to Colin Farrell? Like, I like Colin Farrell. And I'm like, I remember walking out of the theater and I forget who I was because I saw it by myself. I forgot who I saw. Like, I, I immediately saw afterwards. Like, oh, how was the movie? And I'm like, it has possibly the greatest plot twist since The Sixth Sense. And they're like, what do you mean? And it's like Johnny Depp is behind it all. <laughs> and they're like, Johnny Depp's in this. And I'm like, apparently. 
I'm like, I was so, so confused. I love it as an ending. And I get it. Like, I never even in the Zang this discussion, even you were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of hinted at really early on. When you see like, like you see like his hair, the Johnny Depp hair. And then like it transitions from like that bleach blonde hair into Colin Farrell's head. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like I wasn't picking up on that watching it in the theater. But by the end, like I was like, I was so on board. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, I like that's the thing I love about the Fantastic Beast series is that it wasn't afraid to go like venture away from what was comfortable with Harry Potter. And that's why when the second movie was coming out and I was reading the reviews and the reviews were awful, like relative to what, like how Harry Potter's reviews were and what the first Mm -hmm. fantastic beast were. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, all the reviews were the exact same thing. Like Zanger said, convoluted, unnecessary, unnecessarily complex, like spins its wheels for like two hours. And I'm like, I'm going to like, like, I don't know. Cause like, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I'm going to like this. And then I saw that movie and I, Adored it, and I've watched. I have it on Blu-ray. I've watched it a couple of times, and I absolutely love it. Like I'm even shocked. I remember this is why I first started like getting to know John Justice, host of Positively Star Wars, part of the My Nerd World Syndicate, um, uh, author of what series? Zenger Embark. Um, and you can find the new books coming out soon. Uh, The Vanishing War. Yes. Um, Third book in the series. Yes, and I remember now. is anybody who's listened to John before can tell you he is the eternal perpetual optimist. And even he dislikes the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> and I remember watch, I, I seeing him talk about it or tweet about it, however he was discussing it. And I never understood why people don't like that, except for what I'm about to say to Zenger. The crimes of Grindelwald is the attack of the clones of the Harry Potter series. The final battle takes place in an arena and it essentially sets up the events for the next three stories. It's the battle of Geonosis. Pretty much the table is set. And I know like the third movie is going to definitely delve more into table setting. Cause that's just what JK does. But that's like, that's why I love it. Like it is, it's all about just like, this is going to be the inciting incident. That's going to have a massive impact on everything else going forward in the series. And I love it. Like, I love Johnny Depp. I love him with like his, like, like, Oh God, like what? Like shade sides of his hair and his like spiked up top of his hair with the bleach blonde, like hair and eyebrows. And he's got like his like magic, like skull hookah. Like it's great. And I love it. I love the idea of having a villain that's like a hundred percent in control of the situation. Like in today's day and age, I think even Force Ghost Jim talks about it. The idea of having a villain that is deliciously evil. He's not shades of gray. He's not conflicted. We know he's never going to be redeemed. Just having a villain that's going to be devious and having heroes who are good guys. You have um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mumble Man. You have Mumble Man's brother. You have uh, the Sam Waterston's daughter. You have the guy from fanboys. I remember like Jacob. I remember his name and you have all these characters. I even loved Zoe Kravitz in that movie. Like I thought she was great, even though like her whole plot thing was like kind of convoluted. Um, it's great. I love it. Like that's like probably, again, it's my favorite Harry Potter thing ever. And I absolutely love it for the fact of just how unnecessarily convoluted it is. And it makes sense. If you think about oh my it, it's God, just, that is the guy from fanboys. Yes. I did that, not realize that. And then he said, I'm like, the guy with the van that is? likes Rush. 
Yeah. Also, fun fact, uh, he was also in Kung Fu Panda as the voice of a character named, and are you people ready for this, Zang. Z-E-N-G. Oh, my How day is that? made now. <laughs> How about that? Or you can go oh, home now, everybody. Conversation. Yeah. We peaked. Conversation peaked at that point. That piece of trivia. It's all downhill. Turn it off. You're, I don't know how much more time is left in the recording or in the episode, but you can. It's you're not going to miss much after that. No, no, no. I, I like, like the second you said that, I'm like, is he? And I looked up. I'm like, oh my gosh, it is. I like. I don't know why I didn't notice it sooner. But yeah, hmm, interesting. Yeah. So like Sanger, like so like, do you? I know. I think I've talked to you about this numerous times, but you agree that the crimes of Grindelwald, especially like the last act, is a hundred percent the battle of Geonosis, right? You, I don't think you have talked to me about this. Do you disagree with that? That analysis? I, I don't disagree with you because it makes sense. And and it see here's the thing. I hate. I I I feel like you're trying to get a zinger make make. Zinger, Zinger, get angry, hate, hate, um, attack of the clones, go. Uh, and I mean, if I guess if you want me to real quick, yeah, I, the reason I hate it is because it doesn't fit when you have the other two movies. And that's the problem. We have the beginning, we have this middle, but we don't have what comes after. So I can't really judge this movie aside from it being weird and out there. And it's like, what was going on half the time? Mm hmm. And that's why I love it. I love the fact that, like, it's it's. I, mean, I get the criticism. Then they murder a child. Yeah, actually, they murder a few children. Two, yeah, a couple of babies die in that movie. Like, actually, it's, there's a lot of infanticide in uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. There, there's that. There's the whole reveal. Like, oh my gosh, I am remembering stuff from this movie. There's the whole reveal of like the baby strange, right? Yeah, the the baby's getting switched out, and then the dumb reveal of Ezra Miller being a Dumbledore, which I'm like, but why? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I love the it. Thing. But like, that part is like the dumbest dumb of the dumb. Like why? the movie had to go there. It's like why? Okay, why is it dumb? Unfollowable. Now we're gonna be like, there's another one. But no. they might as well have just had Yoda come out and say, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> why why is it dumb that he's the Ezra Miller's Dumbledore? I, I, why? Why is that a dumb thing? Because if I remember correctly, it doesn't make sense in the fact of I don't think their mother could have given birth to him technically. But didn't isn't it explained that, like you know you know your Harry Potter terminology better than I do. What was the Dumbledore sister's name? The one that the one that died? Oh, um, Aberforth Abbott Albus, and I forgot the, the sister's name. Oh my god, I am blanking on it because it's not mentioned much, that's why I never remember it. Why can't I remember her name? God, see, I knew there was going to be one thing that was going to hit me at one point that was just going to be like, oh, if only if only Zenger had a piece of technology in front of him, I'm, he could I'm type in literally any piece of trivia, and it would give him an answer almost instantaneously. If only. God, and of course they name off so many people. Arena. Arena? A-R-I-A-N-A. Oh, okay. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Dumbledore's sister. Because she dies with the, what was it called that she had? <sighs> the affliction? She does, but there's What's also... What's that called? Um, oh my gosh. 
See, now I'm blanking on all this stuff because, like, you, you got me off my game. I'm, I'm putting him on the spot, folks. Performance anxiety. One out of five men. Yes. Um, the Obscura. 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 Well, that... Okay, yes. Thank you. Well, that didn't kill... There, there's a possibility that Grindelwald might have killed her. Well, that's... But isn't Soon. that the... But isn't that the thing, though... The but isn't that, like, the thing that, like, the Obscurus... That, like, that's why... Credence could be a Dumbledore is that it's part of the sisters Obscurus that's like inhabiting him and that's why it's so powerful. I mean Isn't that I remember reading that somewhere. Like that's the like explanation like that's the explanation as to how he's a Dumbledore. Like not official, not like JK Rowling like tweeting nonsense explanation, but that's kind of like the connecting the dots the fans have done. Uh, <laughs> yes. I uh, that's that's a okay. Zach side. That's a Zach side. Yes. All right, so here's the thing with okay. Here's the way this doesn't make sense, and I'm trying to figure out how this works. Because, um, how old is is um is Boy McFace? Not CCR. Not, um, yeah, how old is he according to this? Let's see here. He was born in 1901. He was born in 1901. Dumbledore's father died in 1890. Gonna get but, better real but, quick. But, what, but when did the sister die? Their mother died in 1899. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about the obscure. It's the obscurest. That's the continuation. Like, when did the sister die? Uh, 1899. So there's a possibility that the obscurest maybe could have survived a couple of years. Like, just I don't know. So, so we're saying that, that the obscurest is the connection, or I, I just think that's that what this I is think. a whole whole hoax thing or that the obscurus is the connection and he's not really a Dumbledore, but he's connected through that. I don't know. I, I feel like, like Jake had a good thing going at one point and then completely derailed herself. I don't think it's like, but that's the thing though. It's not derailing. If they can connect it together. Like that's the thing. So like you are much more, you will always be a much more hardcore Harry Potter fan than I'll ever be. And like I know when it comes to star Wars, I always talk a lot about like, they make these movies for the people who think about Star Wars twice a year. And that's what I am when it comes to Harry Potter. Like I like I don't care about any of the books. I'm never gonna research any of this stuff. I've I like I will go see the movie and then talk about it on the Zangness podcast. And that's like the furthest extent I will ever get involved with Harry Potter. And that sort of creative decision, I'm like, cool, neat. Like that I am the filthy casual of Harry Potter. All right, so I got another one for you. Okay. Uh, and this is something that's brought up in the Crimes of Grindelwald, so it's very blatant. Sure. The fact that Nagini is actually a human woman. Yes, I, I know that. This is the dumbest thing in the world. Why? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. There, there's certain points in these movies where I just sat there and just stared like, are we doing this? Why? Why is that stupid? It just, I don't know. It's just something that's, like, weird and doesn't make any sense, like, like, does she just completely lose all of her humanity then later, I guess? And, Is that what they like, say? Don't they say that in Cries of Grindelwald? I mean, they, they allude to it, but at the same time, like, Vol Voldemort. Voldemort. Because I got to pronounce it that way, because apparently, according to um, Rowling, we've been pronouncing it wrong. You have to pronounce the T at the end. Of course you do. And for some reason, she didn't tell anyone for years about that, including while she was on the set of movies and stuff. 
I, I, okay, hold on. Actually, the problem here is that Rowling herself has said Voldemort multiple times over the years and never corrected the studio's pronunciation of the name in the films. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I just, her, the fact that the snake is actually a woman is, I don't know, it's, it's weird and apparently but, wizards just but, live forever. But if, like, out of all the weird stuff in Harry Potter, why is that a deal breaker? It's not a deal breaker. It's just like, really? But why is that the jarring thing? You've got all this weird crap that happens in all these books, and yet that's the bizarre thing? Oh, speaking of weird crap, like, wizards don't, didn't use toilets for a long time. They just magic away Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is a I've, thing. I've, 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 I've read that. I I'm, have, I'm, I have read I'm that. glad I'm finding stuff that you are perfectly... Yeah, that's like aware of. But that's like like even did Lucas Lucas never even got into that sort of weird stuff. I I I've I've always heard a rumor that he ter- told Carrie Fisher like that there's no underwear in space. Yeah, yeah. But that that's was why she wasn't wearing underwear in like a few of yes, the scenes yes, or something. Yeah, she she said that in the Empire Dreams documentary. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, which 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 that's just like Lucas, you perv. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, but that's something that, like, he said to her on set. It wasn't something that she said, like, in a public forum. I'm I'm trying to find where, like, because I got a list of all of her weird tweets, and there are some dumb ones in here. There's some doozies. Uh, um, I'm trying to find a few good ones. Please don't start flame war over this, but it's the year, but it's this year. I'd like to apologize for killing Snape. Hmm. But his death had a point. Oh. 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 Why don't we just take away every- Oh, here. Okay, here's the sad one for me. Hagrid couldn't produce a Patronus. It's it's a very difficult spell. Sad, sad, sad. That makes me sad. <laughs> I remember you telling me that at one point that Hagrid couldn't couldn't do that yeah i mean it is a complicated spell but it's like just just punch you right in the gut because like everyone else has their patronus and whatnot and it's like oh Hagrid couldn't do him because he wasn't good enough at the magics (laughs) also she does like theory um of that dumbledore's death and everything with the whole um the deathly hollows that oh that he's death in that story because apparently like each of the characters in the story are analogous to different characters in the books. Harry, of course, is um, has the invisibility cloaks. So that makes him that. Uh, Voldemort's the one that craves power. And then um, Snape's the Resurrection Stone, oh, if I remember okay. it correctly, which would then make Dumbledore death. Hmm. Interesting. And, interesting. And she also has to verify that... Um, Draco is definitely not a werewolf, and Snape is not a vampire. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Are there vampires in Harry Potter? Yeah, there is. Oh, of course there is. There is. They're just they're mentioned a few times in the books here and there. They're just never really super delved into, which is weird because you think that they would be during some of the stuff. Um, revealing that Ron's Patronus is a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> Which was her last dog. Apparently. Oh, of course it was. 
because sadness is sad. Well, so I, I know we're going to get back to other stuff. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think you, I think you forgot the most important J.K. Rowling factoid. I, I feel like you're going to mess with me again. It's going to make me violently angry. <laughs> I love bringing this up, even though I've kind of spoiled the joke at this point. Zanger, what's Hagrid's favorite song? <sighs> Toto. No, <laughs> I like it the notion that the song is Toto. I want to make it very clear that it's um, Africa by Toto. I think at one point that actually is the like conclusion music to the podcast. I actually ended. I, I think on the episode I finally told you that wasn't real, and I think I just ended the episode with that being the the ending melody. <laughs> See, and, that, and that's the thing. That's a crazy enough and weird enough thing that I wouldn't be surprised if she put it out there. I know. I I know that when I first saw it, I thought it was true too, until I went to go like validate it, and like it was like nope, not validate, verify it, and I was like nope. And then, like, I figured that's funny enough. I can keep passing. It's like one of those things. That, like, it's fun passing on fake stuff like that. It's kind of like innocuous. Like something like that's not going to hurt anybody. It just makes everybody look kind of like a kook. It it really does because it's one of those things that's just believable enough and just irrelevant enough too that like she would do. So I have to ask, like, why is it that you like, do you you've never read Cursed Child, right? I no. would imagine you haven't seen the Broadway play. I haven't. Seen the oh yeah, I actually went the other weekend. I'm actually there right now. That's why everyone's staring at me. Zanger, Zanger, no, Corona, <laughs> no. See, oh, <laughs> oh no. no, I messed it up. I messed oh, it up. No. Oh no, the, epi- the epicenter. Um, <laughs> is there a reason why you don't want to read that? I just have no interest in it. For me, really? the books. For me, the books exist as. Like my okay, I've talked about head canon with Star Wars before, and my head like I have a weird thing to where I accept the canon I want to accept for certain stuff, and with the Harry Potter books, my my exception of the canon is what the books have written in them. Period. Mm. Like I know that there's stuff afterwards, but it's like I just I don't know. It's just there's too much crazy stuff. It deals with time travel. It deals with yes. everything else, and I'm like, once you get time travel involved. Like, if Star Wars ever deals with time travel, I'll just be, oh, shh. Soka lives. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's just, it muddles up stuff too much, and it feels like grasping at straws, and that's the whole thing everyone always goes on with. It, and that's the problem, is this is fan fiction certified by the fan fiction fictioneer herself. So that's why but I'm that, like, I, uh, But is it, though? It's, it's... <laughs> It's like it's still She's signed off. Her, her thumbs up to it. Well, part of the story credits are is her. And so. She does have a story by credit, so it is part of her thing. It's not like the Shadows of the Empire of of Harry Potter or the Thrawn trilogy, the OG I mean, trilogy. Hold on, I'm I'm looking up like if it is an audio book and you like it. I, if it is an audio book, I think you'll like it. I don't think you'll be thrilled nope, by. I don't it. have I think, it. Really. At least not on Audible, which is where I get all my audiobooks. Hashtag no, not I'd, sponsored. Yeah, hashtag not sponsored really should be, though. The amount of time I put into that stuff. No, I mean, I, I don't, I've just never had any interest in it. I, like, Even if they made a movie, I probably still wouldn't have any interest in it. I'd just be like, really? whatever. Yeah, I'd just be like, whatever. I'm like, I... I, I don't understand that, though, because, like, it's, it's a solid story. Like, it's not like... I remember reading it and enjoying it. Like, it's the filthy casual that I am. I don't know. It's just one of those things, like, 
Is it because you don't have like? Is it because you're done with Harry Potter, or is it like one of these things where it's hashtag not my Potter? Uh, it's more hashtag not my Potter, but I mean, if people like it, I don't really. I'm not going to sit there and get on a high horse and yell at them about it. I, gu- I guess the Harry Potter fandom is a little bit more progressive in that fact that they're not violently angry at everyone for liking stuff. Sorry, <laughs> Star Wars fans. Uh, there's a part of me that kind of wants to change the Knights of Vader intro. Like, I'm not going to do it because I love the I, I effing hate Star Wars and everybody's <laughs> mad. I, lo- I love that. that. That will never get old for me. But there's a part of me that also wants to change it to the Rise of Skywalker line from Poe Dameron of, and everything's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I know it's extra work for you, but you should alternate it. Yeah, but like I just I love I love the Raylo screaming at the Rise of Skywalker so much. Actually, just, actually, on a fun note, um, you know, since it is coming out, I do have Ellie's uh, good graces that she will watch it when we get it. Really? Movie? Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for Zach's like excitement of this. And no, we, we'll I'm, not getting, this I'm not getting. I. I'm not getting excited until I actually hear it. I am not until I click on the audio and I hear Zenger's little intro. Heck, man, you might just be on the episode because (gasps) I drag you on there just for (gasps) certain things. Oh, man. It's happening, folks. It's happening. (laughs) The return of Ellie. I I want the whole time I'm going to be like, Ellie, what's your opinion on Endgame? I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Ellie, what do you think of Spider Man Far From Home? Uh, currently, as of the recording of this, and as of the recording of the most recent episode of Zingness, she is on Iron Man three. That she she was on that last week. Yeah, she hasn't watched another one since then. Oh it, it's slow going, but she'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, Don't you this, worry your your precious rate, little head. At this rate, we're not going to get to Endgame until like Avengers five. I think we make oh. that joke. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. I should ask because I don't think Ellie has any interest in it either. Endgame? No, in um, in Cursed Child. I guess I I, I want to say you're missing out, but you're not. But I think it's like a completionist. Like you should consume it at least once. I haven't read every Star Wars book. Am I a failure then because of that? No, but you've read every Harry Potter book. Uh, every Harry Potter book that matters. <laughs> Hashtag not my Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my Potter. N o t m u h p o t t a h Pata. Pata. I uh, tell you what, if they do an audio book on it, I'll get it. But they, I, I've double checked. They definitely have not. So that's why. Uh, all right, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to read the book and, uh, and, and record it as an audio file and send it to Zanger so you can listen to it at work. Perfect. Um, that, that is perfect. So no, I mean it. I, I mean, I'm not not against reading books. It's just that's the easiest way for me to do it a lot of time. But the other thing is, I'm like, I just don't, I don't have any interest. I've heard the story. I'm like, it just, it just is fan fiction in my opinion. But just because why? Like she signed off on it. It's no more fan fictiony than Fantastic Beasts. Uh, okay, but the better thing you should have said was, it's no more fan fictiony than um than The Force Awakens. Well, well. Well, yeah. Well, everything as of two thousand October two thousand twelve is fan fiction. In that, under that lens, 
I mean, we're, you're not everything, wrong here. Everything except for the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy is fan fiction. And the Clone Wars, to an extent, because he was involved. Wait, which one? It. Which one? The 2008 one. We know he wasn't really that involved in 2003. I feel he was. I feel he sat there and watched him and went. He might. Oh, this, is, this is pretty enjoyable. Those those clones look pretty badass. I, I wish got, they had more emotion. I think he got jealous. I honestly think he watched the 2003 series and he got jealous. Because apparently the, sto- like the, the unofficial story is that Lucas, like after the 2003 series, Lucas was so impressed, he offered Tartakovsky, like, I want you to be my animation guy. Like, I want you to be my cowboy hat man before cowboy hat man was a thing. And Tartakovsky said, like, no. Like, I don't want that. Or I think it was, like, I want that, but I want more creative control than Lucas was willing to give. And that's where it was, like, like they just, they couldn't meet. There was no, like, there was no place for them to meet in the middle. And I think that's why, after that happened, that Lucas just, like, did everything in his power to, like, ignore the initial Clone War series. Because mm. everybody forgets, too, that, like, the Clone Wars series was originally, like, Clone Wars was a toy line. Like, the licensing group was, like, doing all this, like, in 2001, they were trying to organize, like, the toy campaign for, like, 2003 to keep, like, Star Wars interest alive between episodes two and three. And so they had all these toys designed, and they're like, oh, you know what would help the toys sell? Is if we made a TV show, like, like we did some like some sort of entertainment property around it. So they shopped it around, and they they met with Tartakovsky's company with Cartoon Network, and they're like, okay, let's do this. And that's the thing that like the 2003 series was spawned from a toy line that wasn't even released yet. And in that, like, like the definition, and like, also a about, comic book too. Well, eh, yeah, yeah, they did comic book stuff. They, but, those were pretty good. Yeah, but like the point was that like the only reason why we got that series in 2003 was because the toy line was designed first. And I know everybody gets mad about the fact that things like oh look like look at the 2008 series like the toys look more like 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 the 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 character designs in the 2008 movie look more like the toys and they do the characters from the movies. Hardy har 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 har. And like sure like that's a cynical way of looking at it. But we wouldn't have gotten like it's kind of crazy to think that we wouldn't have gotten one of the most perfect pieces of Star Wars media. If it weren't for the fact that like it was derivative of a toy line that hadn't been released yet. And that just goes to show you that like it doesn't matter where the idea comes from. It all comes in the execution. They're like, oh, like Disney's going to make Star Wars movies not because they have a story to tell, but because they like money. Like, sure, like is that like maybe not the ideal place to come from when trying to tell a story? And I think that's part of the reason why the Fantastic Beast movies don't do as well. It's like Harry Potter did. It's that the money's coming first and the ideas and the story are coming second. But mm-hmm. look at the 2003 series of Clone Wars. It goes to show that like just because you have cynical like a cynical origin or like a cynical bedrock, you can make something fantastic out of that if you give the ball to somebody with an imagination and you give them for the most part free creative reign to do what they want. And that's where like I I don't want to say I'm disappointed with Star Wars in that regard, but like I don't think that's where things are trending. And that's my problem. I think that even the same thing goes for Harry Potter. I don't think anybody in the Harry Potter camp has an interesting Harry Potter story to tell. I think it's an issue of let's well, I just do. Ki- well, anybody officially linked to the Harry Potter department? Well, they've listened to me. 
when I say this, yeah. I would love a Harry Potter story. I'd love for her, instead of rewriting the books, go back and show it from a different, like, a student's point of view that's not, like, part of the main, you know, like, just, just one of the other just vaguely named kids and show, like, their life and how Harry and his little gang constantly are ruining school for them. So you want Harry Potter detours? I do. Why do I keep going back to this stuff? <laughs> Sanger, we haven't talked about detours in a while. We haven't. It, we, we, we've been on that a should, huge... Um, that should have been the April Fool's Day episode. Start it over. Start it over. <laughs> all right. Trash we're starting pot. All right. All right. Um, okay. Hour, hour and a half later. Cue the Anspiriority Complex theme. A big thank you to Anspiriority Complex. For Why don't I have detours? I want detours. Oh, no. The better thing was if we had just started off with I watched detours. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Uh, it was gone with that joke. But oh, well, next year. Next year. I need next to bug year. them more. I need to see if I can. I, I just... You know what? I will keep my. I will keep. I will sign any NDA. I just want to watch them. <laughs> I just. I told know. you, Zenger. I told you the sequel to Fanboys is you and I breaking into Lucasfilm to watch Fanbo- uh, Fanboys to uh, watch Detours. Is this the best time to do it with the with with the virus going around? No, no one's be able to stop us. Uh, there'll that... be no one. There'll be no one to stop us this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I mean, but seriously, it's 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 like that one thing that that's like always just out of my reach, and I forget I want it, and I remember. See, because now instead of us making references to the two thousand three series, I'll just be constantly screaming about how I want detours. Isn't it kind of crazy that we got we got like what three drafts of the Colin Madman Trevorrow episode nine? Yet, like that no one that, can link. I think <laughs> okay. I want okay. I want to put this in one episode. Just one I, episode. I want to put this in perspective for a second. That back in like last August, last August, four months before the Rise of Skywalker premieres, two screenshots from the movie leaked. One of them being Ray and Ben Solo, like when they both had their lightsabers ignited facing the Emperor. And the other screenshot was Ray watching the Emperor do his sparkle fingers on his throne after he's reborn. Both of those leaked. From one of the most secretive productions of one of the most anal retentive filmmakers in existence. Four months before the movie came out. Yet Detours has been around for almost a decade. And that has never leaked once. You know, I should just randomly check every now and then to see if it did leak. And it just went since I'm since like me and you are the only people who'd care about something like this. I would love it because I know you. I think wait, this was just maybe like a month or two ago that there was that like that test footage from like Star Wars Underworld they did, and apparently that's been online since like 2012, and nobody noticed it until like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> maybe that's it, Zenger. Maybe we have to go to like Vimeo or like one of those like off-brand like video hosting sites and just look. It's just- just scour the internet. Actually, speaking of which, um, what's on Disney Plus? Is Star Wars Detours coming to Disney Plus? You should type that into Google. No, no, no. I, I did. Now I'm, I'm looking, and there, it, it's just got another trailer for the. Oh, it's not coming, is it? God, the animation for this looks amazing. 
Harrison Ford looks like he doesn't even want to be there as an animated character. Sounds about right. Why are they all eating pancakes constantly? I, I we talked about that. Like, okay, I know like a couple weeks ago we talked about Star Wars, Clone Wars, and a bunch of people in the Facebook group were like, "Oh, like you should do an episode on this." And I'm like, we "Oh, did. we did. We did three episodes on it." And I like the idea. Like, we should talk. I just mentioned it. Like, one of Zenger's first episodes on the podcast from like the summer of 2017 was us talking about like disgraced Star Wars projects. And we talked about detours. We talked about the Ewok, like ice capades. And we talked about hyperspace hoopla from like Disney Hollywood Studios. Remember that Zenger? They made like, like oh, Darth God, Vader. No, I... They made Darth Vader dance to like, um, like uh, LMFAO's party rock anthem and, and uh, Boba Fett had to dance to Lady Gaga's telephone. Remember I that? Remember. I remember. I, I, just, I did find something, though, that is interesting. So let's continue on this conversation and I'll reveal it when I need to. I like how we transition into that zinger. Like it's like, okay, we had enough Harry Potter talk. Let's talk about the important things. Um, apparently, uh, Lucasfilm filed a new trademark for the series in 2018. Oh, okay. So they still want to keep tabs on it. I don't know if that's something they had to do. And according to this, there was 39 episodes produced. So, I mean, they've got a whole season. You know what I need to do? I need to find one of these people who voice acted in it and grilled them. Zinger, remember you? Okay, you forget this. Remember, we had the guy that no, was I know, writer on it, and he wouldn't talk to us on the record. Like he, okay, this is one of those things that, like, going, like, we're going really deep now into like the Knights of Vader back during Star Wars junk era, and yeah. like one of the writers of Star Wars Detours found our episode on it and was delighted. Uh, head that we were writer, about head, head writer. Head writer found like one of our, found our episode on it, and he was delighted that we talked about it. And Zenger and I kind of pled with him, like, come on our show, and he like come on the podcast, and he's like, I get an NDA that like I talked about it once prior, and I got into like really big trouble. There's no way I can do it again. And we're like, so can we have you on to talk about Star Wars in general? And like we'll like tiptoe around it. And he was really hesitant. And then like he eventually agreed. And then we could never set up a time. And that was and like I tried to get him on Zingness to talk about his other series because like fine, I'll just get you to talk about something else. And he backed down that too. Yeah. No no offense to him or anything. It's just maybe he was like, they're they're gonna trick me or something. Again, he was also really busy. Like he apologized. He yeah. was really nice. But like, yeah, that was a thing. Like that that's up there at the time we almost got to talk to J.W. Rinsler about like the making of Star Wars books and he backed out on us. There's so many times we've almost done stuff. Who else has been in this? Felicia Days. I'm trying to find somebody who am like no, okay. for the for the record. We uh, Zenger means on Star Wars detours, not like we had Felicia Day on the podcast. No, no, no. I'm trying to find someone I could we could maybe trick into getting on here somehow. I'm just gonna contact Seth Green. I told you that'd be perfect for you, Zenger. What get get in touch with him? Become a famous writer? Leave this podcast behind? As long as you can hey. see Star Wars detours, it'll all be worth hey. it. <laughs> Oh man, I have to I I sacrifice this podcast, me being on this podcast in exchange for fame and fortune of being a comedic writer and getting to see um Star Wars detours. I mean, that's a win-win. <laughs> seriously, I don't know. Like go, go get online and just scream about this thing until I get it. Just just, just me. I don't want other people to get it. I just want it. I remember 
like I, when Brendan Hay contacted us, he's like, "Yes, we made the show just for Zenger. You are a hundred percent right." <laughs> oh no, because I I like was riffing. I was like, I got it because I remember. Um, was it Mark or or Jim that was like, "I don't get any of this," and I was Jim. sitting was there Jim, just yeah. like, "No, I get this. This is genius. I love everything about this. This is perfection." And then he's like, "No, Zinger had a point," and I was like, "Yes, validation." Man, I think I should start tweeting about this again. I'll I'll get another Twitter campaign going. Didn't I have a Twitter campaign going before? Like once every year, I was going to tweet. <laughs> I think I think what every there, you picked a date. It was going to be Star Wars Detours Day. Yeah, and I, I completely forget. forgot. I, what I, was. All right, all right. You know what? Uh, the Facebook group fans, uh, the, the the loyalist of the Galaxy Warriors, go through our 150 plus episodes and find like the episode where Zenger <laughs> picks a date for Star Wars Detours Day. Oh no 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 no! It was it, it was it was around May fourth. It was like May third or something. Oh yeah, something like that. It, it was something where it was. It, I made that Star Wars Detours Day. I remember like a year and a half ago, like when Re- oh, was it Ralph Rexy Internet came out in theaters. That like remember I the story was that Lucas they wanted to use Kylo Ren in the movie and Lucasfilm wouldn't allow them because they didn't want him deep. They didn't want the Disney animation people devaluing their villain. If Lucasfilm still subscribes to that sort of like notion, there is no way you're ever getting this. This is like Star Wars needs to be made fun of. I know. It needs to be. And this is even old stuff, so no one cares about it, right? No, I don't say Except for me. I also don't I also don't think it's very I, I think it's very politically incorrect. I think that's probably that's probably like it's probably very like lowest common denominator type humor, but it probably so my humor, but it's probably also politically incorrect by today's standards, and they'd be afraid. I think about it like Disney buys Lucasfilm in like October two thousand twelve, and by March the next year they're like, nope. Like that was like one of the first things they did, like before like the canon purge, they canceled this, and it was all ready to go sitting in the can. Well, the other thing was, like, you haven't had any more of the, like, robot chicken or anything like that. Like, Star Wars is, like, the sacred cow now. You can't make fun of it again. I know. And and the problem is that, like, that's the one, like, principle that aligns all, like, the multiple, God, the hundreds of subsets of fans. None, like, every single one of them feels you can't mock Star Wars. I feel like you need to. I know. Star Wars is, is an easy target to lampoon. Especially, I mean, I guess because they just started making fun of themselves now in the movie, so. I, I don't know. I, I they, wish. They can fly now. <laughs> ah, they can fly. They can fly. They can fly. What was the it, other one? I'm the spy. Oh, yeah, there, there's that. Oh, there's, oh, there's... oh, 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 okay. Breaking announcement. Okay. When it comes to Rob's favorite line of dialogue from The Rise of Skywalker, General Armitage Hux saying, I'm the spy. We have a breaking, breaking update when it comes to this. I am reading the novelization right now, and that line is in the book, in the novelization. But it's not I'm the spy, period, or even I'm the spy, exclamation mark. There is a comma. Which means there was more to that sentence that gets cuts off that gets cut off 
when Poe, Finn, and Chewbacca interrupt him. So I would love to know. I would love to ask J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio what, if, if General Hux was able to continue that sentence after exclaiming, I'm the spy. What else would he have said at, immediately following that if he was not interrupted? Would it have been a comeback to to the um, your mama joke that oh <laughs> don't, don't don't even follow it up, Zach. That's all you need to say. Don't even don't even say anymore. <laughs> say no more. You you did. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be delightful? Wouldn't that have been delightful if we got a callback to the yo mama joke in the first five minutes of the of the Last Jedi? I uh. Oh, that have been delightful. I loved it. It would made somehow it was made on the spy even better. That's what we should have done. Okay, once again, we should have thought we'll this out. We'll get to that. Uh, like, okay, because we had a plan, and half of our recording party backed out. No, I'm just saying, doing like all the mock stuff of it. Because I'd get love to, to rewatch Singer, those Robot Chickens. Singer, we have like seven years until the next Star Wars movie. We've got time. We've got yeah, nothing. We've only got time. a few months until the stuff we care about comes out. Mando season two. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Riding wolves. <laughs> should we? I guess we should save that for next week. The the concept art that a uh, cowboy hat man put out there. Is it concept art or is it just what he just? Um, I I don't. It if it has a wolf in it, art. it is it is not concept art in my opinion. It's just him being like, "This is what we're doing." Is there? <laughs> so so I'm right. Yes. No, I I guarantee you there there is somewhere a concept art of like a ship and it's just a wolf. I uh, would you be surprised? No, I'd be surprised they didn't do that. The wolf's wolf, the swolf wolf, the wolf's wolf. That's the name of it. The wolf's possessive noun, wolf singular noun. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, who are All some right. other people I can get in All right, because clearly, okay, Zenger continues to look up IMDB contacts. Who's this, for, who's this George Lucas guy? I think I can get him to break. Oh, dear. All right, so concludes this April 1st, 2020 episode of Knights of Vader. Check out our Facebook group, type in Knights of Vader on the Facebook, and you will find us there waiting for you, especially if you have Star Wars Detours contact information. Yes, find us on Instagram. Find me. Find me. <laughs> Find us on Instagram at KLV Podcast. Shoot us an email, klvpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. Knights of Vader t shirts. If you would like to own a t shirt from your favorite third rate Star Wars podcast, check the show notes. We have multiple designs for any Star Wars podcasting fan out there. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on the Cinemodities podcast and at Cinemodities.com, where we'll be talking about the final episode in the Paul Bartel series, Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills. Quite the dour episode, but an overall pretty fun movie. But when you're not feeling the struggle of Beverly Hills, Zenger, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me trying to get in touch with Bradley D. Baker. Yes, the guy who does the voice for apparently uh, Captain Rex, Commander Cody, Fives, Echo, other clone trooper, 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 other clone trooper. 
other clone trooper <laughs> in the Clone Wars series because apparently he was also on Detours as the voice job of the Hut. And I want to talk to you. Then you should just go to one of these conventions and just like hit up every single actor that might be involved with Detours. You know who I'm gonna. You know who I'm going after. I, I I'm going after I'm at best. I'm gonna be <gasps> like I want to talk to you about Jar Jar Binks. I'll be like no, and I'll be like on Detours. I'll be like what? Does Seth Green do the Detour circuit? Oh, not the Detour circuit. Does he do? <laughs> does he do the convention circuit? Or is what that below is him? Seth Green up to these days? I feel like he does. Well, I mean, there, there's there's more logical problems there right now with that. But um, God, it even lists on his thing that it's in post production. This must have been re, dude. I think there's something going on. No, I think it's just no one's updated IMDb. All right, fine. You people who listen to this, is there something going on, or am I just overthinking it? I just said the same thing twice. Anyways, <laughs> join us next week when we're talking about other Star Wars stuff. McClunky, bang. Um, um, oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Do you uh, want to have a moment of Zang, or do you want to have Mackenzie's McClunky moment? Mackenzie's McClunky moment? So I don't just know. dead silence? <laughs> no, I figured, do you, want, do you want to have your own moment, or do you want to steal her moment? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have my moment of Zang and say that I need detours. Start a petition. Uh, change.org. Get me detours. All right. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, remember Alderaan and down with the Empire. And get me detours. <laughs>